Fred Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 446, August 27, 2020. The high was reached on this day in 1926 when it hit 99 degrees, and in 1887 it was as chilly as 42 degrees. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Ladies and gentlemen, your Blue Ribbon Baker all-time champion of the Minnesota State Fair, Marjorie Johnson. Hi, Marjorie. Hi, Joe. Oh, it's good to hear your voice, Marjorie. I'm feeling just wonderful, and how are you feeling? Pretty good, pretty good. I wish we were together at the fair. Today would be the first day of the fair. It would be, and I would be there, yes. <laughs> would that you be? That was a tradition. The first guest, yes, it was. the first day of the fair, yeah. yeah. We, we did that for so many years. Marjorie, would you have entered any uh, baking goods in this year's fair? I, I would have. I would have uh, been baking like mad this uh, this summer uh, to bake because I always enter the agriculture building where you use honey. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, I would have probably had 20 entries in right. Right. Uh, and you're well and you're keeping busy? Oh, boy, am I ever. It seems like. I, I make lists of what I want to do the night before. I make a list of what I hope to accomplish the next day. And, yeah. the, and uh, so I never do finish it. And so then I put it on the next day's list. Oh, the hours go so fast. It's just, yeah, I'm perfectly content here being uh, coordinated. I haven't actually left the house since March except to get my exercise. Yep. And my daughter brings me my groceries. So, and I'm really content. I love, love to read. So I, I have a load <laughs> of reading material here, and so I'm keeping busy. Yeah, even reading the newspaper takes a couple hours because I read it from cover to cover. Yeah. Yeah. So do I, Marjorie. You mentioned it as a tradition. We spent 26 years with you as the first guest at Garage Logic. Oh. Wow, that sure was a tradition. Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, next yes. year we'll hope that they've got the vac- vaccine and everything can the affair can go on. I sure hope so, yeah. Oh, I've already got you penciled in as the first guest next year. Oh, real, real good. I sure will be there. Uh-huh. Now, when you say exercise, Marjorie, uh, do you leave the house to go for a walk? Yeah, I, I walk with my neighbor or with my children. Okay. And uh, uh, our street is quiet, so I walk to the corner and then up to the drive, and then back and uh, and then sometimes a few blocks on the drive. And so I try to get in 30 minutes a day because that's the minimum, you know. And sure. then of course uh, in my house I have uh, a bike, I have a, a Nordic track, I have tapes, I have freeways. I've got a lot of stuff I can exercise at the house, too. And now that it's so hot, oh, my gosh, 
We either walk uh, in the evening or right. early morning sometime to get so it isn't so, so yeah. hot. And, yeah. oh, I'm looking forward to this weekend because yeah. it's finally going to get down to 70. <laughs> Boy, that's yeah. going to be nice. Yeah, it is. It's going to be awesome. Marjorie, uh, God, I love you. You, uh, I'm so pleased that you're so healthy. It's just wonderful because we know you've celebrated a pretty big birthday recently. I know. Uh, August 9th, I was... 101, yeah. So now I'm well on my way to 102, and I expect to be the very same, full of energy, very, uh-huh. very healthy, and I do it by four things. First of all, oh boy, I eat those fruits and vegetables like there's no tomorrow. All right. And uh, then I eat the whole grains, and then I eat low-fat dairy. I sort of eat the Mediterranean diet, yeah. and... Uh, and then uh, I get my exercise, I get my eight hours of sleep, mm-hmm. and then I am always positive. I've always been a positive uh, person. So when I wake up in the morning, I say, today is going to be a wonderful day. And at night it has been. There's something about awesome. that frame of mind awesome. that makes it wonderful. That's fantastic. You ever sneak in a swig of bourbon or two? <laughs> yeah, or a cigarette, no. Marjorie? <laughs> no, I'm a teetotaler, so I, I don't ever drink. Yeah, I grew up in a home that uh, was against liquor, and I'm glad because... Uh, I wish I did. <laughs> we saved a lot of money not buying any liquor. <laughs> That's right. Well, Marjorie, uh, always good to hear you and... Uh, I know that the entire state fair misses you. I know the garage logicians miss you because this year, uh, right now, at the fair, we would have been going on, and you, of course, would have been the it traditional right. first I sure guest. I would have been there right on the spot, the first day, first guest. Yes, uh, yes we'll have to start that again after uh, starting again a new record starting next year. I agree, and let's shoot for that, because I know you'll be around for your 102nd birthday. Yeah, and in fact, Joe, I'm aiming for 117, so oh, i got wow. a lot of years Holy left. Crap. So you've been, okay. you're going to be on the hill for quite a while. God, Marjorie, I don't know if I can. What, what, what's the Joe signific- might not be here, Marjorie. Marjorie, what's the significance of 117? Yeah, I looked at, uh, in the record, and it uh, seems like, uh, the oldest person has lived to be 117. There's somebody in France that lived, lived to be 122, but oh, they don't count. Discounted because the, uh, the records aren't right or she they are right. right. Marjorie, so 117. Uh-huh. So maybe I should uh, aim for 118 and break yes. the record. Yes. Okay. I- I love that you've turned it into a contest. That's awesome. You'll <laughs> yeah. get a blue ribbon You'll get that. a blue ribbon for this. <laughs> That's awesome, Marjorie. Marjorie, do you know who wants to live to be 118? No, who? The person that's 117. Oh, yes, I'm sure. Rookie joke, huh, Marjorie? Say, we should mention her website, blueribbonbaking.com. You can find all of Marjorie's books and her history of television. recipes on there and a lot of things. Everything. And then I'm on the Friends page, too. Yes, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, yeah. I I have you on my wall of friends. (laughs) Marjorie, Marjorie, you and Joe should go for a walk because Joe also goes for a walk every day. I think, yeah, you two would make good uh, walking pals. (laughs) Marjorie, are you following the news in the country? Are you following the news in Minneapolis? Oh, so much 
bad news. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, it takes a while to read up all the things about it. Yeah, I hope that everything starts getting good news, good news, good news pretty soon. Yeah, I hope they find a vaccine, and I hope, uh, yeah, I hope the country is good, and yeah, I just hope all good things for for us. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Marjorie. God bless you, and happy belated birthday. Thank you. Joe, before you let her go, you should find out where she has her medal, Garage Logic Medal of Honor. Where does that lay? Yeah, point? where's your Medal of Honor, Marjorie? I, when you enter into my house, go. I have a, uh, a hallway, and then I have some built-in glass cabinets. Right. And, and all my ribbons and all my medals and everything are right there. Yeah, and all the pictures of all the Very good. stars I've been on with. Yeah. Sure. All right. So Marjorie, she basically threw it in a bunch of middle of the middle right. of a bunch of blue ribbons, <laughs> <laughs> which is okay. Uh, Marjorie, you're the best. We'll be talking to you. Stay well. Real good. Thank we you love you. Bye, Marjorie. Thank, Thank you, Marjorie. Marjorie. Thank you. Talking to you. Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you're you, the best. Marjorie Johnson. Joe, I talked to her yesterday to set mm-hmm. this up. Yep. And so awesome. she was. She sounded even better yesterday. She was so full of life. She said, I don't have any aches or pains. I don't have any worries. I'm eating vegetables. I'm eating healthy. She was absolutely a joy just to chat with in general Uh, off the air. Two quick things. Uh, Number one, doesn't she just kind of make all of us feel a little bit bad about ourselves? Yeah. Number two. Yeah, because I am full of aches and pains. I don't feel good about myself, and uh, I'm really not that healthy. But number two. Yeah, but that positive thing, Kenny, she got (laughs) that from you, I think. Yeah, she she picks up positive. But number two, my God, how much did we need that right now? Oh, Oh, that's very nice. That's very true. God bless you, Marjorie. Say, uh, uh, John Strominger running against John Thompson in Legislative District 67A will be joining us shortly. But first, I want to read you an email. Yes. Your observations about Prius drivers struck a chord. Just the day before, I had been making a mental note about being stuck behind yet another Prius going 10 miles an hour under the limit. I was following in a two-mile no-passing zone while they hemmed and hawed about which road to turn on to. It also made me think about my wife and my first date with her. I drove to Billings, Montana from Bozeman to meet up with her. I pulled into the driveway, and to my horror, a red 2008 Prius. The date went well. We even got into politics. We were both in our late 20s and looking for marriage, so why hold back? To my delight and disbelief, having already made an assumption, we were very similar politically. She just liked the car for its practicality, hatchback storage, etc. She is a GLer. After the date, I told my brother that the date went well, but thinking they would probably see that she drove a Prius, I thought I should probably get ahead of it. I said it went great. She drives a Prius, but she's not like that. The only reason I know I said that was because three years later at our wedding, my brother gave his best man speech telling everyone there, including some of my liberal tree-hugging, Prius-driving, Bozeman friends, that I said she drives a Prius, but she's not like that. (laughs) We sold that POS for a 2017 VW Golf Alltrack that we got from Schmelz. Nice. Uh, Nice. Just kidding. We got it from a car dealer in Missoula. I got sucked right into it. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> but had we lived in Minnesota, we would have gotten it from Schmel's Countryside, Nate Hillenbrand in Missoula, Montana. Of course you would. Schmel's Countryside, probably one of the oldest uh, Volkswagen dealers in the in the uh, state of Minnesota, if not the country. It's on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood. Schmel's Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. Right now, fabulous deals on all Volkswagens, including those all tracks. Is that what he said he got? Yeah, the VW Golf Alltrack, nifty car. Right now, uh, 0% interest for 72 months on all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens, including the new Atlas Crossport, and that includes a 120-day deferred payment. Also, 0% interest for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. So you go to the three websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. All the new inventory is listed. Pick out what you're most interested that you think will accommodate you and your family. Give Schmelz a call. They'll have it waiting for you for a test drive. 651-243-4316. That's Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood. Okay. Yeah, I Anthem. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. We're joined by John Strominger, the uh, Republican-endorsed candidate for legislative House seat 67A in St. Paul, the east side around Lake Phelan. Hello, John. Hello, Joe. Do people call you John or Jack? Uh, both. It's, okay. It's a, it's a catch, uh, catch, catch as can, I guess. Help us, uh, help us understand uh, your background, uh, John, uh, and how you decided you wanted to get into the race. Okay, political or... Uh, yeah, well, I moved to Minnesota in 1967. Okay. And, uh, but, um, uh, background. Yeah, I worked for the city of Shoreview for 27 years in mm-hmm. maintenance. And, uh, but uh, about getting into the race, it was... Uh, I, I've been to a number of... Uh, uh, political events and things, and uh, for some reason, somebody called me up and said, Jack, nobody's running on the east side. <laughs> and so within four hours of the Secretary of State office building closing, um, I went down, and it was like, you know, the standard was for conservatives were laying on the ground for this part of the town, mm-hmm. and I just picked it up, and then I got thrown into the vortex. So that's my story. Uh, John, uh, do you have a family? Um, yeah, my family's on the East Coast. My mother's 95 in a nursing home recovering from COVID. Oh, boy. Yeah, up in New York State, yeah. But, I mean, do you have a wife and kids? or? Well, yeah, I was married for about 14 years. Okay. I've been single for the last 30. Right. And I've got a girlfriend in the Philippines. So we're trying to get married, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, what are your interests for the East Side, uh, John? What What do you hope to accomplish? Ah, um, boy, I got a whole list of things here. Um, okay. Uh, uh, for the east side or generally, you know, uh, conservative issues, um, I remember getting up one morning and driving down to the Phelan Shopping Center and everything was covered with plywood. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, holy mackerel, what's going on here? And, uh, and then I found out. So... I think that this whole COVID-19 is is a block. It's a roadblock that we can't get past. You know, people can't work. 
people can't go to school. Um, we got people living in the woods, and it's, mm-hmm. they're turning into a Bolshevik. Uh, they're turning into Bolshevik cannon fodder, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of the, some of the immediate things um, I can talk about, but uh, like housing, you know, they're talking about uh, helping people get houses uh, into houses. If people own a house, then they have a vested piece in the community. If they right. have. Uh, job training and there is jobs available uh you know um it, we can go on well i i think we should but most importantly john uh, it seems to me you have a great opportunity uh, to take a, a, an advantage with the public to show your your behavior as opposed to your opponent i'm sure you're aware of john thompson's behavior in hugo a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah i did i did uh, reply to that um John Thompson was really upset about his friend being shot, and I wrote a story about how, how um, you know, it's important that when people take the uh, permit to carry course, <laughs> I said what they need to do is write out in longhand, you know, script, uh, whatever, what to do when a policeman stops you, you mm-hmm. know, and in order to pass <laughs> the permit to carry, they have right. to write a report and hand it in. You know, in longhand, because it helps with the memory, because they don't have their hands on the steering wheel when they're stopped. Okay, they just pull the car over, turn the car off. If it's nighttime, you turn the dome light on. And uh, you should have your license and stuff nearby so you don't have to jump around the vehicle when the cop's coming up there wondering what in the world's going on inside there, you know. So, so they should have both hands on the steering wheel, and they should answer the questions as they're asked, and no small talk. Real simple. But it seems a lot of people are getting shot because they don't follow what should have been drilled into their minds during the uh, permit to carry courses. Okay, and, and that I, has to do with the police police training, the, the the public training. You know, I suspect you're talking about uh, Philando Castile's behavior. Is that what you're referring to? Um, yes, but it, it's not only his behavior. I mean, it it seems like a lot of people they they um, they have to get into a song and dance. They've got to uh, complain or whatever. But if it's just, you know, they've been given a privilege to carry a gun, okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay? Yes. So if they're legally carrying, there's nothing to be afraid of, you know? Um, there's no, no, but somehow it's not trained. But the be let's let's talk about your opponent uh, and his threatening behavior in Hugo. Do you, have you been able to to uh, 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 make inroads based on his behavior? Have you have you sensed that you're uh, you're going to become an appealing alternative to that? Have you sensed that? Well, I know that he was upset about Castile being killed, and um, uh, how do I say this? Um, uh, it, 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 I think he died, and a lot of guys died because of education. Um, like another thing he mentioned was uh, when he was having the tirade that the kids, his kids, suffering in school, the classes move on ahead of them, and and they suffer. So I wrote a little story saying that I understand how that feels. I flunked first grade, Joe. You mm-hmm. know, and then that's hard I had to, to do. Play, play catch up for a long time. I went to some Votech schools here in Minnesota. Long story, and uh, and I think that it is a valid point that uh, if the kids get individual 
education so that the class goes on fine. The class goes on without them. They have to start where they are. You can't get ahead unless you start where you are. And so I think our education, um, the, uh, the school choice, um, you know, if that's provided uh, to some of the kids that have great potential, it's just sitting there being ruined. Great. Anyway, sorry. John, uh, let me take a guess at my, uh, at my knowledge of accents. You, you came here from Massachusetts. New Jersey. New, oh, that was going to be my second choice, New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Yeah. What brought you to Minnesota in the first place? Uh, my dad worked for the Woolworth Company, and consequently I did here mm-hmm. in the Midway Shopping Center in downtown St. Paul as a stockman years ago, many years ago. But my dad got transferred out here, and I went with the free room and board. Do you have any events uh, planned, John? Any uh, public events where you can try to share your message? Um, I like to go sometimes to some of the uh, the Second Amendment rallies, you know. Um, and I have spoken up. I, I, and, and matter of fact, I did speak up about. Um, I, I mentioned that one of the House of Representatives, uh, you know, public speaking things about um, the Veteran Affairs Committee hearing in February 24, 2010, where um, uh, Dr. Peter Arbregan mentioned uh, induced suicide by uh, by antidepressants and stuff. He wrote yeah. the book on a medication madness. It's a long uh-huh. story. But yeah. I'll go to a lot of those type of things. But no, I don't have any anything planned. I'll, I usually just kind of tag along stuff, you know. Do you, do you have anybody doing any door knocking for you? No, I think we decided that um, we'll just uh, do a mailing, you know. It, it, it was kind of like <laughs> this thing came out of the blue, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I had thought that, okay, I'll hold up a standard here, and, uh, you know, no one's ever won from the Republican Party over here, you know, never. And uh, I thought, well, okay, I'll just hold the standard, you know. But now I've been... Uh, Asked to stretch myself, and it's it's a slow process. But you're taking it very seriously. You would love to represent your area. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I would. Yeah, and I want you to too. Uh, it's very rare that someone with any conservative thinking at all represents any part of urban America. Yeah, sometimes it gets that way. Yeah. Any events planned for this weekend? Uh. <laughs> to survive. You know? uh-huh. well, yeah, well, we're all in that boat, aren't we? Well, you know, there was a, a van parked right in front of my house, right in front of the sidewalk, and it's from uh, Michigan. And it looks like it's broke down or something. And yeah. so the thought crosses my mind, you know, there are radicals out there. My name, <laughs> my name is a Republican against a, uh, what would you call them, an anarchist... Uh, uh, nihilistic, uh, violent counterculture. Yes. So, so I'd like to say that, you know, it would be nice to survive, you know. What's that got to do with the van? Oh, you suspect that might have been trouble? Yeah, I don't know. You know, who knows if there's uh, plastic explosives in it or something. You know, it's not from around here. Oh, i got to tell you, um, as soon as I filed, you know, to run, yes, yes. Um, my mailbox was raided. And no. I went outside and I saw this woman leaving my sidewalk and with a pile of stuff in her hands. And it was my mail. It was packaged, whatever. And 
she threw it into the front seat of her car, and uh, and I, I said, I found her. I said, you just took my mail. And she jumped into the car, and and I'm reaching in to get my mail. I could see it was my mail, my name on it, the Minnesota Street Ride Association magazine right on top. Uh, I'm a bit, I've been a member for decades, but anyway... Uh, so I reach in to get the mail, and she takes off. My arm is in the car. She takes off, and I'm hanging on. I didn't want to get knocked over, but I kind of leaped over into the grass on the boulevard, and she was gone. I looked up. She's driving away, and there's no license plate on the back. Oh, you know? for Pete's sake. There's, there's people coming in here. You know, there's, there's people coming in with guns lately in different places. Uh, they're not from around the area where all this ruckus is going on. Anyway. Well, we can't thank you enough for the time, Jack. Okay. No, not no, yet. No. We're, no. We're, we're still with you. We're, oh. not, uh, we're not done. I do have a question for you. Uh, what do you foresee down the road here? Uh, a lengthy political career, or are you just going to maybe set things right and then go back to personal life? Well, I'd, I'd like to say I could set some things right, but I'm 72 years old, and... Uh, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to be of service in some way yes. uh, for a short duration of time. No, I, I don't have any great plans. Well, I think, I don't need your address, Jack, but where vaguely do you live on the east side? Hey, don't tell us your address, of course. Okay, I live um, very close to the Phelan Boulevard. Oh, sure. All yeah. right. Somewhere. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful area, but it needs it needs some help. Yeah, well, they've been improving it over the years. I've been here, t- and and this house. Uh, 20 years. I used to live over on Hyacinth for another 14 years. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, I like this area. They've made some improvements. You know, they've taken down, well, they've they tore down all the 3M buildings and, and uh, right. but stuff. But in, in, the, in place of it, you know, like they tore down the bar where Sergeant Vic got murdered, you know. Right, uh, right. You know, so there's been a lot of improvements around here, and they're good. Jack, uh, do you have yard signs? <laughs> no, no, I have one yard sign in front of one. my house, just one. It's hand-drawn, and it says, please vote life. Okay, and, you're pro-life, uh, that's fine, wonderful. Yeah, I forgot to mention, I worked. I was a member of the International Union of Gospel Rescue Missions, and I worked a number of years for uh, different rescue missions and youth ranches, and so... Um, I forgot to mention that. Jack, there's more to you, I think, than meets the eye. I, I, I wish you had. Do you see yard signs for John Thompson? Oh, yeah, and I see them in the boulevard. You know, they're not supposed to be in the boulevard, but I'm not uh-huh. about to go pull them up, you know. No. Uh, but I, some, somebody said, oh, well, yeah, that was, uh, they gave him poetic license because he had run for the primary, and they were just left over. But anyway, no, I don't have any yard signs. I don't really have planned to make yard signs. Um, I think at best, um, uh, at best, if enough money comes into the account, for the, um, we'll, we'll do a mailing, you know. I would hope so. I, I, You've got to give yourself a chance. You've got you've to get your neighbors to get to know you. Oh, my neighbors know me. In fact, my next-door neighbor, Jim, well, he is a dyed-in-wool Democrat. I'm telling you, he makes me think. And I have to kind of say, now, wait a minute. You know, anyway. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. You mentioned the hot rods. Do you have a hot rod? Well, years ago, I built a 41 Mercury rat rod. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then when I was at the youth ranch in Montana as their maintenance man and shop school teacher, I was there two years in Whitewater, Montana, at the Northern Montana Youth Ranch, and I had a, 40, a 1940 uh, Hudson. Oh, uh, boy. That was a four-door, but it was turned into a modified speedster by, <laughs> by, uh, by taking the roof off and turning the roof rear window into the trunk anyway it was it it was a little two-seater and and i got pictures you know well jack uh i i've gotten to know uh through email and on the phone pam tollison she's your campaign manager correct yeah pam and uh sarah yeah and uh do you do you think they're uh, uh arranging uh, maybe that you could make some appearances and get better known among the voters on the east side well i'm hoping that people will react to the plywood <laughs> in our shopping centers, you know, do we do we want to wake up in the morning, you know, every once in a while with all the windows being plywooded? I'm I'm hoping that there'll be enough people that say, "Hey, wait a second. There's a difference here," you know. Right. But but people six blocks away from you, they need to know your name. Uh yeah, well, I, I I guess we're just getting started, Joe. Well, time's running out, John. Yeah, I know. Well, there's there's something called the grace of God, you know me. Right. <laughs> you know, prayer changes things. I don't know. You know. Well, I uh, I'm rooting for you. Uh, is there anything yeah. is there anything Garage Logic could do to help you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I have I have the back window from the me- the metal from a uh, I think it's a a, a Henry J. Okay, uh-huh. and um, I cut it out of the roof and. <laughs> And if anybody wants to buy it for 50 bucks, you know, it has a, like, shape of a heart in it, you know. Right. It's, like, about four feet by four feet. You could turn it into a wall hanging, you know, maybe. Yeah. Well, John, uh, uh, if you don't mind, maybe we'll touch touch base again uh, maybe a month or so from now to see how things are going. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. Thank you for putting up with me. No, no, no. Thank you for running, and I, I hope you make headway because... Uh, it's suddenly become a very important race, John, because uh, your opponent uh, is does not sound suitable for office. Yeah, I'm surprised that the uh, the Democrat um, leadership uh, is still endorsing him. I mean, is that the type of <laughs> government that the Democrats are going to bring in here? You know, yeah. still endorsing him. You know, I some do. people say, "Oh, he should he should be kicked out," blah blah blah, and everything else. See, well. Whatever, you know, just why are they endorsing him? Is this what they want, you know? Uh, yes. <laughs> Apparently, yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. And that's an unfortunate situation for you and all your neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Best okay. of luck, and we'll be in touch. Hello? Yep. I think you dropped off there. Congratulations, Mr. Thompson. <laughs> If you guys ever do that to me again. Oh, my God. <clears throat> uh, GLers. Uh, Who would like to do an ad right now? GLers, uh, during our talk with. <laughs> uh, just, it was too much. I can't it laugh. It hurts much. too much. No, I'm rooting for this. Guy. Yes, we are, too. I want but you were sending me. 
funny text, and I no, I, no, 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 I don't appreciate. No, what we that. do, I, I, what I we do was. is the group communicates so that we don't get in the way of when you are performing an interview. We felt muted. We felt, we felt oh, muted. Right. I thought there were some very good lines though in the uh, in the texts. Matthew, uh, I need some carpet cleaned, or uh, I, I don't know. Uh, my trusted carpet do? cleaners? Yeah. My, my trusted carpet cleaners dot com. You know what? They love clean carpets. Who doesn't? They like a clean political race. Rookie but, said, okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's yeah. hear more about the group. No, 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 no. I can't no, laugh. No, it's hurting no, too much. No, it's hurting no, too much. So my trusted carpet cleaners, what's up with that? Uh, Tim and Carla. Tim oh. and Carla Ross are garage logicians, yep. and they've been garage logicians for <laughs> decades. So much so that we even know Carla was a runner-up fireworks queen yep. at huh? the state fair. <laughs> no. Fireworks. No. She would have been here this year. She would have been watching our show uh-huh. as uh-huh. an advertiser. Well, let me tell you this. MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com is going to take care of you. Go to MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com, click on the book online button at the top of the page, and schedule your next cleaning. You do it in real time. There are no surprises. You see the schedule, you see the prices, and everything. It's Uh MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Fall's just around the corner. Schedule that fall cleaning now. Go to MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Click on the book online button to schedule your cleaning. They're GLers. They're spending their money on this Garage Logic podcast. A little return on the investment would be appreciated because you need your carpets clean. Get it done at MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Thank you. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Boy, did I ever think it was going to be this much fun. You know what else is fun? Is a day trip with the family over to 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. Our buddies over there have a wonderful happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. Tuesday through Friday. A number of glorious $5 items, including handcrafted cocktails, by the way, for that happy hour. And don't forget about brunch on the weekends. I took my boys over there a couple of Sundays ago. Fantastic brunch. And thank you so much to all the GLers that have been supporting our friends over at 30 Bales Restaurant. Check out their entire menu online right now at 30bales.com. But just don't be a dumb-dumb. Right. Be like us. Order the Juicy Lucette Burger. You won't be disappointed. Please, when you get there, let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Bruh. All right. Uh, Suchi Boy, since it's uh, the first virtual day of the State Fair, we have brought you in a annual... Uh, not a contestant, but a participant in Garage Logic. Staff member. Staff member for, and none other than Garage Logic's own poet laureate, Matthew Otto. Oh, for Pete's sake. Hello, Matt. Joe. How, Joe, are, you? how are you? Pretty good. What do you got for us, Matt? Good. Well, since we couldn't be together this year in person, I thought I'd write a Minnesota State Fair poem. I see. Minnesota. Right. I bet it rhymes. Uh, Yes, yes, it does. (laughs) All right, are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. 2020 will be a year to remember, one that we'll recall forever and ever. A lot has happened, a lot has changed, from a pandemic to riots and fires that raged. This world we live in is coming apart. We need to get together and follow our heart. I call to GLers to do what is right. We must push back, and we must fight to make our lives, our neighbors, and our town free, prosperous, safe, and sound. In these tough times, take care of yourself. 
perfect house. <laughs> nice. It's sad that we all can't get together, but this hiatus won't last forever. Things will get better, so don't you worry. 2021 will be here in a hurry. Next year, when we are all together, we'll throw the biggest party. That will be our endeavor. We can all look forward to next year's state fair when all the GLers can congregate there. I'm not sure if this rumor is true, but I hear that Joe will buy beer for all of you. Until, the, until then, we'll make the best of it. That's what we do. GLers are strong, resilient, and true. Now let's raise a glass and give a toast. Harumph to our mayor, leader, and host. Next year, things will be back on track. So good luck, GLers, and keep pushing back. Matt Otto, Garage Logic Poet Laureate. Nice, Matthew. Thank you, sir, for that annual Thank State Fair poet. Thank you very Stay much. In touch. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck. Here's John Height. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, this update, by the way, brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Uh, last night, uh, as uh, we all know, uh, some problems in Minneapolis following misinformation surrounding a suicide of a homicide suspect. Uh, Mayor Jacob Fry announced a curfew that went into effect immediately Wednesday night. The curfew was lifted at 6 this morning. However, uh, he has now said there will be a curfew tonight citywide, 8 p.m. until 6 a.m. on Friday morning. Uh, Fry also declared a state of emergency for the city. That state of emergency will be in effect for up to 72 hours. The mayor said he and Minnesota Governor Tim Walls had been in contact to address the situation, as well as with Arredondo, uh, who's the police chief, of course, and the C Department of Public Safety Commissioner John Harrington. The decision to bring in extra enfor uh, enforcement was to stay ahead of the game, according to uh, the mayor. Uh, we have found out they arrested about 50 people last evening in Minneapolis. Uh, the majority of those not Minneapolis residents, uh, I believe about over half, came from St. Paul, if I remember reading the stats correctly. Uh, meanwhile, amidst all of this, firefighters responded to four structure fires late at night in the city. Uh, Brits Pub at 1110 Nicollet Mall, Tires Plus at 1103 West Lake Street, a Walgreens on Chicago Avenue, and China Walk all uh, were on fire. The department said two residents who live above China Walk had to be rescued. No injuries or fatalities reported. The cause of all the fires is under investigation. So again, curfew again tonight, 8 to 6. And China Walk, nowhere near downtown. It's actually really close to the 3rd Precinct building. Yeah. And it's small family-owned place. Oh. Quiet little neighborhood. Yeah. Quality food. All you need yeah. to know about yeah. what's going on in our city right now, look at the tweets from the mayor of, of Apple Valley. I believe her name is Erin May Quad. And you'll know exactly why. She's basically excusing all of the behavior that was going on downtown. Well, so she was or is a state senator or representative to She, she was, I believe. She was? She's yes. not anymore? Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's, a, it's embarrassing. What's, there was what, a uh, press what's release. What's your name? I, Go ahead. Sorry, Kenny. No, answer Joe's question. Uh, her name is Erin May Quad, and she is the former, as John mentioned, former state representative, uh, but she is now the um, mayor of the city of Apple Valley. Well, how would you be following her? I, I just saw it on social media last night because I couldn't, I was consuming so much of it. Yeah. And, and someone had retweeted her. Yeah. Yeah, by a lot of people because of her former status. She was uh, extremely, uh, how can I put this? Um, she was in the public eye a lot when she was in the legislature uh, for many reasons. Joe, so. she's the classic definition of trying to be important rather than useful. Okay. I'm more upset than you are. 
Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, oh okay. yeah, 100%. And there was a press conference um, earlier today um, where uh, one of many speakers was uh, Goodman talking and uh, saying nothing whatsoever. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, everybody on on the top uh, echelon there patting themselves on the on the back for taking care of it and chastising the uh, rioters and looters. Yeah, they're chastising them. They're trying to catch a train that left three months ago. Yeah, that, that was the yeah, kind yeah. of talk we needed three months ago. Yeah, and that was the kind of action we needed three months ago, where they've called the national guard in, and oh, here they are. They're here yep. already. That's yep. that's what we needed back then. Yeah. A teen accused of opening fire on a group during protests in Kenosha last night is in custody in Illinois and Antioch. A 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse in bond court yesterday regarding being a fugitive from justice in Wisconsin. Cell phone video that circulated on social media showed what appeared to be the teen with a semi-automatic rifle opening fire on a group of people during demonstrations over the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Uh, the police have identified two people killed only as a 26-year-old from Silver Lake, Wisconsin, and a 36-year-old from Kenosha. The warrant out of Kenosha County charges the teen with first-degree intentional homicide, according to Antioch police. Sorry, I'm a dum-dum. John, you said last night? There was another? Or no, was no, this this two nights no. Ago? just two nights ago. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, okay, I thought, I I thought you said last night. night. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. No, two nights ago. Okay. A man from Savage pleaded guilty Wednesday to firebombing the Dakota County Service Center in Apple Valley in May. Forn, I, I practiced this name and I'll still get it wrong. Fornaduus, Forna, F-O-R-N-A-N-D-O-U-S. Fornanduus? I, no, I got no shot. It's, Whatever. It's, it's Fernando without the O at the end. Let's go Nando. Fernando Henderson, will say, pleaded to one count of aiding and abetting arson in an appearance before U.S. District Judge Susan Richard Nelson. The case against his co-defendant, Garrett Ziegler, who was also charged with the Molotov cocktail attack, is pending. All of this happened May 29th, four days after the uh, death of George Floyd in South Minneapolis. Uh, damage to the Dakota County Service Center was extensive, mainly from sprinklers that went off after the fire bombs were thrown into the building. When Apple Valley police got to the scene, they found broken windows, smoke, and flames coming from the west side of the building. Uh, remember the 22-year-old Minneapolis woman at St. Kate's who uh, tried to join Al-Qaeda? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, tried oh, yeah. to, tried yeah. to set a bunch of fires. She pleaded guilty Wednesday to federal terrorism charges. Her name, Tanuza Jamal Hassan. She admitted to one count of trying to provide material support to a designated foreign terrorist organization at her school's former campusing. Uh, she could end up with a 20-year maximum federal prison sentence and lifetime of supervised release. Uh, she will be sentenced on December 17th. She could, but will she? Oh, That's God, the, no. Uh, you know the answer to that. Probably not, huh? Yeah. Right. Former Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton disclosed Wednesday he's recovering at home after undergoing surgery and treatment for a fall in early August. The 73-year-old Dayton wrote on Facebook that he fell and hit his head in his kitchen on August 4th. His doctors determined he needed surgery to relieve the pressure from internal bleeding. They sent him to Abbott Northwestern for the procedure. The former governor said he expects to return to full strength and resume usual activities after several more months of outpatient rehabilitation. Hurricane Laura pounding the Gulf uh, Coast, not the Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast with ferocious wind and torrential rain, unleashing a wall of seawater that could push 40 miles inland as the Category 4 storm uh, roamed ashore. Boy, this is tough. Roared ashore Thursday in Louisiana near the Texas border. Laura battering a tall building in the Lake Charles area, blowing out windows as glass and debris flew to the ground. Police spotted a floating casino 
that came unmoored and hit a bridge. Hmm. But hours after the hurricane made landfall, the wind and rain were still blowing too hard for authorities to check for survivors. Tony Guillory is president of the police parish. He said there are some people still in town and people are calling, but there ain't no way to get to them, he said. Guillory said he hoped the stranded people could be rescued later in the day, but he feared the blocked roads down to power lines and floodwaters might get in the way. One of those people is Jason Matheson's mom, Dar, who lives in Lake Charles. Uh, and that thing passed right over the top of uh, Lake Charles. Uh, fortunately, she survived it okay wow. with uh, minimal damage. But Jason was up all night worried about his mom. Pretty yeah. serious. Yeah, she couldn't get out in time. Huh. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos became the world's first person to ever hit a net worth of $200 billion on Wednesday as the tech giant stock continued a steady climb that kicked off in mid-March. By midday Wednesday, Amazon's share price had climbed 2.3% to $3,423 per share. That helped push Bezos past the $200 billion threshold in the process. Uh, For comparison, he's personally, just him himself, worth more than Nike, McDonald's, and Pepsi which are all valued between $139 billion and $191 billion. Amazon stock price has been on a tear over the past few months as a lot of people are just being forced to stay inside and order more products online. The company's share price has surged more than 100% since March 16th. What about the wife? Didn't you have to give half that away? That's already been settled. They settled. He's still worth that amount of cash. Wow. We're laughing at fart jokes on the radio on a podcast, huh? (laughs) And not paying uh, mortgages, yeah. (laughs) As his Tesla operated in autopilot mode on a North Carolina highway, a motorist was watching a movie on his phone when the vehicle crashed into a police car, investigators say. According to police, Devander Ghali, a 66-year-old emergency room doctor from Raleigh, was traveling home just after midnight on Highway 64 when his Tesla hit a Nash County Sheriff's Office patrol car, which then caromed to a North Carolina State Highway Patrol vehicle. Damn it. Sheriff's deputy. Wait, pa- pause Sheriff. a second, yeah. John. Yeah. Check yeah. This out. What's up, Suchi boy? I am having, having trouble, yeah. with, you, this, you, having doing, trouble with this headset. It's it's pinching my right ear. I, I I'm very uncomfortable. We can't tell. Yeah. Can I get you a shawl, a shawl, or a cushion for your feet, or yeah. a footstool, or something? Go ahead, John. A, sh- a sheriff's deputy and a state trooper had stopped on the highway due to a previous accident. While they were knocked to the pavement in the Tesla crash, neither was seriously injured. A subsequent investigation determined that uh, Golly was watching a movie on his phone while the Tesla was in autopilot. Oh. Due to an assortment of cameras and ultrasonic sensors, the electric car manufacturer says autopilot is safer than a human driver in uh-huh. average driving conditions. Sure, of course. Golly's now been charged with a pair of vehicular law violations, including driving a motor vehicle while viewing a television, computer, or video player. His damaged Tesla and the sheriff's squad car uh, both received uh, damage. Police have not identified what movie Golly was watching when the crash occurred. Oh, well, I that, think we is, that, can guess. is that part of the news story? It is. I mean, the movie should that be? You think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You want to know that was what was such a good movie that it distracted him? That's right. Weekend at Bernie's or something uh, naughty or what? More, more tawdry. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see Bernie is one of the cutouts at the Royal Stadium? Yes. Yeah. I did. Which see is very funny. funny. <laughs> very funny. Well, a couple of the players po- posed with it too, and yeah. posted it on uh, I think it was Instagram or something. It was very funny. I thought he was dead. <laughs> Why are there people at the Three. ballpark? 
Three Tennessee police officers have been decommissioned after they raided the wrong home with guns drawn and forced a naked woman outside. Oh. Uh, officers mm. with the Metro Nashville Police Department raided the home of Azaria Hines last Tuesday. The unclothed Hines was asleep on her sofa after a late shift when she heard a banging outside. Oh. When she realized the commotion was coming from officers, she asked them to hold on. Uh, her calls were ignored. Body camera footage from the raid shows Hines trying to ask the officers to wait, but they break her door down with a battering ram, which occurred fewer than 30 seconds after they shouted warnings. What is the yeah. most popular item at that police precinct right now? <laughs> the body that cam that body yeah, cam. Hey, Jim, uh, just wondering in the investigation where that body yeah. cam video is from what do you mean 7th by, Street. Uh, what do you mean by battering ram uh, there, Johnny? Uh, <laughs> after smashing the door frame. to? Officers burst through the door with guns drawn at a naked Heinz. Heinz tried to reach for a shirt but was prevented from grabbing it. Armed police pushed through the home and forced Heinz's three-year-old nephew oh. and 15-year-old cousin outside the home. Several minutes later, the officers told Heinz they had the wrong home. Yeah. Sorry, but looking. here's your shirt. <laughs> the police were looking for a 16-year-old in connection with some vehicle burglaries. Interim Chief John Drake confirmed in a press conference the address they used was outdated. Lieutenant Harrison Dooley, Sergeant Jeff Brown, and Officer Michael Richardson are currently decommissioned pending an investigation. What, 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 what was her name in the spelling, please? Azaria, A-Z-A-R-I-A, I believe. Uh, let's see, A-Z-A-R-I-A. Do you know the only way? You know the only way that these kinds of incidents can be prevented. Hmm. Uh, don't steal cars. No, just no police force. Oh, sure. That no police force. I'm not kidding. I've been thinking a lot about uh, Jacob Blake in in Kenosha. We touched touched on it a little bit earlier in the week. The only solution. To preventing Jacob Blake from having been shot is there to be no presence of police. Okay, so we know that's ludicrous. So okay. it's not. We point? discussed it earlier this week. What's under attack is the notion of authority. I know. Well, that's absurd. We can't live without police. So then, well, what will be so the behavior of the? Uh, what will replace it? What will replace? That's the great unanswered question. But, but will it change? Criminality. Will it change bad behavior? If there's a. Of course no. not. No, of we, not. We, and bad behavior increases. But what do the rioters in Portland, for example, want? Well, we don't know because they're so uh, they lack cohesion. But what what they do want is they don't think George Floyd should have died, and they don't think Jacob Blake should have been shot. So therefore, the only conclusion you can come up with is that there be no police force. But I agree with them. Now on wait, both I'm of... not done. Okay. So then, then you can say, "Well, Joe, you're going too far. How about better police, more compassionate police?" No, no. Right. That horse left the barn. No, they're still police. They'll still have guns. They'll still have a uniform. It's authority that's under attack. Because it, uh, these most of these city councils are populated by people who have, have come out of the failed academy, and they believe that that authority is uh, merely a whimsical affectation of white founders of the country uh, and that it has no meaning for them because it suggests oppression. So it's authority that suggests oppression. So therefore, no police and you have no authority. And then, then some new order will have to take place of that. So take the place of that. Some new order will have to be developed. And that's what we fear. And that's what we don't know. 
It's interesting because now you've again reminded me of Goodman, who was spewing nonsense earlier today in the press conference when she chastised both the rioters and looters who hit minority-owned businesses and the police all in the same breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think, but don't you think you could, you could have a view that perhaps there are cops that could do their job better, and that rioters should be arrested. You can have both well, those views. That's the yeah, same. But that's view, not happening, Joe. John. That's, that's not that's happening. That's the obvious choice, John. Obviously, yeah. yeah. But, well, well. <laughs> and what most of us think, but our voice isn't being heard. Well, it's a it's a deep thought. We talked about it the other day. If in fact it is authority that's under attack. It doesn't make any difference how good the cops are. They still represent authority. Yeah. Yeah. And if authority is under attack, it's got to be done away with all the way to the top. Yes. No more city council, no more mayor, no more commissions. Oh, no, it won't work that way. It won't work that way. (laughs) We need commissions. We need the... uh, Well, and then they'll have to have private security for those people. No, they're the ones. They're the ones. They're the ones who will bring about whatever is going to ultimately replace the concept of authority, which they view merely as a concept, not a hard, fast truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A tattoo addict has gone to the extremes, has spent over 6,000 pounds, this is in uh, Germany, on body modifications. Uh, the German fella even had his ears removed to make his head oh. look like a skull. Well, he's his an idiot, John. His, well, he is. His name is Sandro. He's known on social media as Mr. Skullface. Huh. He spent, he spent the last thir- how does he? How does he hear? No, well, I, you know, I looked this up. The hole is still there. Right. Uh, yeah, I looked this up. Uh, the only thing your ear actually does is funnel sound in. Yeah. So the hole is still there. He can still hear, but nothing funnels funnel. the sound in. He's got that yeah, so he, the, the, co- yeah. the oil funnel right. puts up to his ear. But a lot of that sound splashes off the side of his head, Joe. Well, so he, now, actually, he actually just walks around doing this all day. Hello? <laughs> so now, you bastards, I looked this up to explain it, so shut okay, up. Okay, here we go. So the, 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 sound go, the sound goes in the hole, but it's not as focused as it would be for somebody who has, still has his ear ah, sticking out, sure. if that makes sense. Sure. I wonder how he'd look at a Grateful Dead concert. Oh. <laughs> Normal. <laughs> so, <laughs> Perfect. Trying to wear uh, so the far, sound out of my eyes. <laughs> yes. uh, so far, here's what he's got. Uh, this all started in 2007. He has implants inserted in his forehead, his forearm, his hand, even has a contactless payment chip embedded in his wrist. Uh, he's undergone dangerous tongue-splitting surgery and, as I said, had both ears removed. He actually kept his ears and he puts them in a jar, so it looks like a couple of pickled ears. There's a picture to go with the story. Uh, he says uh, <sighs> negative comments. You keep that on he, the uh, the dash, or what do you do? You put that on the mantle? <laughs> he says wear he does a necklace. Uh, I'm amazed by these oh. stories because don't doctors have to take a Hippocratic oath to do no harm? Where would you find a doctor to accommodate this lunatic? That's I don't understand point, it, Joe. I didn't think of that. That's I, a good I don't understand it. The, down in the wharf, you can find somebody down yeah. at the docks. <laughs> How about down in the Philippines? <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> oh, you you shut up, rookie. <laughs> Didn't you? Just had you to. shut up too, Reavers. <laughs> Try to uh, get the guy the way, elected. 
By the way, Sandro's next planned procedures are to have his eyeballs tattooed and no. the tip of his no, no, tip, no. Tip Welcome to Jamaica, nose. man. Have a nice day. <laughs> have a nice day. Have a nice day, man. Hey, you know Wendy? No. no. Welcome to Jamaica, man. Have a nice day. John, the question on everybody's mind. I'll just yes. go out and uh, blurt it right no, out. What don't. about the what about the tally whacker? Is uh, that uh, ink? nothing? Nothing in the story addressing that, Kenny. So All right. I, I don't. I'm not sure. I'd rather they said uh, we're not. You don't have enough room to work with, uh. John. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's it. So I need. Well, no, you're not leaving more. yet. You're yeah, not you're leaving. Stay right oh, I'm not there. leaving, but I got a lot of stories. I'm sweating. <laughs> Are they better than that one? <laughs> <laughs> not really. No. All right. Hail the <laughs> flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. I recently made my first trip to Grunhoffers in Hugo and bought six different kinds of brats. Nice. The rookie wow. burger and of course meatloaf. I was there because I wanted to try the world-famous gummy bear brats and look for five minutes and finally found the last package, always pushing back in Fairmont, Minnesota, Alley Street. Thanks, Roycey, for the GL mask for my first day back at school from Alley. All right. So from Fairmont, she made the trip to uh, Grunhofer's in Hugo, right at the north end of town in Hugo on Highway 61, the meat capital of the Garage Logic world, the center of Gumption County, the brats, the steaks, the burgers, the sliders, the bacon, the ham. So much so that Spencer's adding on 2,500 square feet to uh, even make more of these glorious products, including the world-famous meatloaf. It's all at Grunhofer's. It's on Highway 61 because GLers own 61. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's right at the north end of Hugo on the east side of Highway 61. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Hey, we would love it if you could book a tee time with our partners at Siren National Golf Club in Siren, Wisconsin. Our friends Jeff and Sarah, they are the owners and are true diehard fans of Garage Logic. If you're not familiar, Siren National is a beautiful 19-hole championship course. Yes, they have an extra hole. You really have to see the beauty of this course for yourself. Check out a hole-by-hole video tour at their website right now, sirennational.com. They have mature pine and hardwood forest lines that bent grass fairways and greens, a lot of great natural features like woods, water, and rock. There are no houses on this course. You are in the North Woods. It's perfect for both veteran and beginner golfers, and it's also very affordable. Jeff and Sarah have priced rounds very fair. They want people to have fun without breaking the bank. Yes, and now, check this out. Through the end of the season, they have a special offer for any law enforcement officers. Just simply show your ID and get a free beverage with your round or $5 off your round of golf. Jeff and Sarah have two sons that are in law enforcement. It's very close to their heart. It's just their way of saying thank you. Book your tea time now at sirennational.com and please help support our fellow GLers and play Siren National. Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview is doing it differently. They're a one-stop, family-owned, third-generation body shop. They're the sole sponsor of Positive Thursday here at GL. Mike Schoonover on the line. Howdy, Mike. Hey, Kenny. Happy Positive Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Now, by doing it differently, I mean it's been one year now since you made that decision to drop all formal insurance company relationships so that means i have two questions first question explain to us what that means in gl terms we are pushing back um 
that just means that we cannot uh, have we we answer to our customers and in those relationships insurance companies make us do things or want us to do things that are not in the best for the best for our customer our mutual customers so we just decided that we can no longer operate that way and not having that relationship we are able to take care of our customer and still get them taken care of and still work with an insurance company oh that's wonderful. So, okay, that's the second question. Perfect lead into the second question. What do GLers do when it's time to make a claim and they're being gently pushed towards one body shop or another? What is a GLer to do? So, excuse me. So a GLer uh, can just tell them, uh, hey, I want to go to Schoonover Body Works or uh, GLers that don't live near Schoonover Body Works, who live in you know outstate or even in another state or country, um, they just tell them where they want to go and and just make sure that you do your research and and if you have a shop in mind, you just tell the insurance company this is where I'm going to go. Oh, and that's... usually usually an insurance company will come back with uh, oh, but they won't we won't warranty the work. Well, that's a crock anyway because. Insurance companies don't warranty work. The, sh- the shop does. So any legitimate shop is going to have a good warranty. Oh, and oh, and by the way, boy, you you you're a setup man today, Mike. That warranty with your <laughs> shop, and I love it with Schoonover Body Works uh, in Glass. The work that they do, the work that you guys do on the customer's car, is guaranteed for as long as that customer owns that vehicle. Right? You betcha. Beautiful body, glass, service. You guys do it all. Schoonover Body Works and Glass, they've been around for 80 years, always rated as one of the best body shops here in the metro. When it comes to body shops, we all have a choice. Our choice here at Garage Logic, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Yesterday, we were musing that uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, for the most part, has had gotten off lightly over the playing out of summer in terms of street violence. Yeah, you jinxed that yesterday. And then, sure enough, last night we hear that uh, Nicollet Mall and much of downtown Minneapolis was under siege, merely based on the rumor that the police had shot an African-American man when the truth is he shot himself. That's all on video. Kenny, I hear you. That's all on video. And uh, that's enough, apparently, to give yourself permission to uh, destroy the property. And, again, uh, it, that even had nothing to do with the police. The police had nothing to do with this. And well, yet, once, were, the, once the word gets out. Him. They were pursuing him, and when uh, they got in sight of the, uh, the kid, that's when he, he did it. Right. But here's an example of where... Even even if there had been no police, this might have happened. Right? Uh, what do you mean? Run me through that. Well, if my theory, I, I my, theory so. my theory, which is has, has a fighting chance to be incorrect, of course. My theory is if if in fact what's really under attack in the country is the concept of authority because it suggests oppression, not authority, it suggests oppression, and it's oppression we're trying to get rid of then you have to get rid of the police. And if you say, oh, no, we just need better police, no, they'd still be police. 
It's oppression you're trying to get rid of. It's authority. So something's going to have to take the place of police departments, which has been noodled around here, however clumsily, by the Minneapolis salon dwellers after the death of George Floyd. We have to defund. We have to dismantle. We have to create an amalgamation of uh, community ambassadors. We, they, were, they were struggling to come up with something that accommodates the view that they probably all have accepted from the failed academy that the founding of the country was based on a false premise. It was based on the premise of white patriarchy. And therefore, all subsequent actions stem from that, including the concept that authority is false. It's based on a false narrative. I'll play along. Um, None of their ideas would have worked last night. And what did they do? They turned to the National Guard. Right, exactly. Exactly. So that should have a different if, form of law enforcement. Yeah, if anything, that should have taught them their lesson uh, that their ways of thinking are just completely one hundred percent wrong. I just keep thinking of this Jacob Blake kid in Kenosha. Kid, he's twenty nine. Okay, what would have prevented him from getting shot? There's only one conclusion you can reach: no police. We don't know why he was shot. We don't know why he had to be shot. We still don't know anything of the facts, uh, and we don't know why. I mentioned this yesterday. Our, our knee-jerk reaction as Americans every time one of these tragedies comes up is, well, why didn't the guy just stop and do what the police told him to do? Right. Well, maybe he thinks he didn't have to. Maybe his his Maybe his knowledge of authority is either so faint or he's been disabused of it that he believes it would have been his right to not have to stop because cops were telling him to so that compounds the problem because that compounds the problem and makes it makes it all the more the logical conclusion that the only thing that the anarchists want is no police because police represent authority authority represents oppression how can they be that stupid, though, to think that that society, normal people, and there's abnormal people that won't abide by any rules? And I want your wallet. Uh, give me your wallet and your cell phone. I think that that's, in in some measure, where we're heading. Where we're headed. They won't change well, their already, behavior. We're, we're there. already there. We're there in, in yeah. Minneapolis because yeah. what Matthew just said is going on. Dozens, if not more, in well, look, in, uh, look on what a daily was said. Basis. Look what was said in Chicago uh, on the on the disruptions of uh, Michigan Avenue. We have mm-hmm. a right to this stuff. They have insurance. We have this a right to take this. Yeah, right. reparations. They called it. Yep. Uh, and, and so the the concept of authority is uh, out the door uh, on that Michigan Avenue uh, episode. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I wish Jacob Blake hadn't been shot. It's bad optics, if nothing else. And a, and and a white officer with a gun will always see be seen to be the oppressor. And that's any what, officer with a gun. Any officer. Okay, with any gun. officer with a gun. Yeah. And yeah, because it's, it's the whole just, concept of police, and like you said, police and authority. So are you giving any credibility to any of the uh, rumor, rumors and 
things we've heard about Jacob, that he was wanted for rape and uh, battery and had extensive charges. And before he was shot, before he walked around the car, there had been a skirmish and they tried to use a taser. Are you giving them any credence at this point? Can't play that game because that puts you in a position of, of saying, well, he, he was a bad guy, so he got what was coming to him. You can't play that game. Right. You just right. can't play that game. Correct. We don't know anything about him. Uh, there are uh, court records in Kenosha that indicate that there was a warrant out for his arrest, but that doesn't mean you get to be shot. And the only right. way he's not going to be shot is if there's no police. Hmm. I don't see they any didn't... other way to look at it. Yes, John. They did announce this morning, uh, while well, we were recording this, in fact, that the Justice Department is opening an investigation into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that should give more information of, of what Kenny was talking about, maybe right. what happened before. What, right. So uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get more info from Right, that and we've also point. heard there was a knife on the floor, and we uh, I've actually heard both. There was a knife on the floor on the passenger side in the front and one or uh, on the driver's side on the floor in the front. Okay, let's, t- let's take it a step further. Uh, as long as I'm theorizing above my pay grade. Uh, we we referred to this the other day, if not yesterday. I think it was two days ago. <clears throat> the, I'm going to make the assumption that the trajectory of George Floyd's life put him on the corner of 38th and Chicago on the night of Memorial Day. The trajectory of his life had him at the wrong place at the wrong time. The trajectory of... Jacob Blake's life ultimately resulted in this horrific encounter he had with the police. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's where I'm going with that. If the call for the abandonment of authority is accurate, is if that's really what the anarchists are trying to bring about, then what they're also saying is society must accept these trajectories. That, that these trajectories are led by people who, for a variety of reasons have not been able to overcome difficulties, have been oppressed, and have been victimized. And we are to take that into consideration. So there shouldn't be these encounters. These trajectories should be allowed to play out over time. Well, that's anarchy, of course, and it's it's foolhardy because there's about 250 million Americans who aren't going to accept that. But that's what it is. It's You must accept the behavior of these people because the behavior has been brought about by external forces. They didn't get up in the morning and choose to find themselves uh, in trouble with the police. But their behavior over years and years of time has put them on a trajectory to be in trouble with the police. So therefore, if there's no police, we can be more accepting of these trajectories that have, that have in the presence of police, such poor, turnout, poor results. I'm dangerously close to making an amateur link, and I'm very uncomfortable doing it, but I'll, I'll give it a shot anyway and get the scan bucket ready if I'm wrong. Aren't we already on that trajectory with um, talking about schools and kids that don't have to achieve? There isn't, uh, there's a, the achievement gap where black kids don't have to get the grades or have the expected behavior that the rest of the kids do are we is that tra- trajectory already being taught ingrained is I'm gonna help I'm, I'm gonna help you with your link please do here's how I would say it I have for years now thought that not holding black children accountable in school is disingenuous it's it's saying to that child you are less than mm-hmm. 
I don't expect of you what I expect of Mary and Johnny. Well, you're, you're, you're wrong. That's an evil way to look at that child's life. You're demeaning that child. I've said the that quote, for years. Uh, uh, the quote of yours, and I think you know the author of it, the original author, but I wrote it down and saved it because it's so good. The soft bigotry of low expectations. Yeah, from a George H.W. Bush speech. Uh, you can link that to the idea that what Mysterians would wish is that because of the soft bigotry of low expectations, we should be excusing of the kind of behavior that resulted in Jacob Blake having a confrontation with the police. He should not be held accountable because he's less than. Of course he isn't, but that's what's been taught. He's less than. It's a foul, foul. I've been saying to black parents for years, that's a foul, foul. That's harmful treatment of your children. Harmful treatment of your children. But just to keep it more simple, I don't know what else we're supposed to think. There's no other way Jacob Blake would not have been shot except if there weren't police officers. Mm-hmm. There's just no other way to look at it. Yeah. And and if that comes true, if that develops, that the city councils in the country's largest cities are successful in essentially transforming police in ways that we would not recognize, uh, then we are to become accepting I guess you'd have to even go so far as to say we would have to be understanding and accepting of what happened in downtown Minneapolis last night. Right, because the you know the behavior of our ancestors years and years ago, we're supposed to pay those reparations, but those that behave that way in the eyes of the mayor of Apple Valley, that behavior is just fine. That's not mm-hmm. their fault. Mm-hmm. And that's the world we're living in right now. But as we witnessed during the press conference this morning, the uh, authorities in charge have now turned on their original, remember the original rioting here where they said, that's yeah, just brick and mortar and this is uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, now they've actually turned around well, uh, and they've, they've turned 100% Reavers where now they're chastising the looting, yeah, Kenny, as they last, should have the very first time around. Well, last night, Walls even had the audacity to blame yeah. the police yeah. On systemic, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. This yep. was a guy that killed himself in a parking ramp. Uh, help me understand this. I did not hear Walls's comment. Uh, I, I'll see if I can just find, find the, the sound. Quote. Just find the sound so we don't screw it up. Okay, give me. But a yeah, Chris is right. He he did make reference to that. Yeah. <clears throat> but last night was a case where the police weren't involved. That's exactly what I'm talking about. But they're going to find a way to blame the police, Joe, because the police were searching for him and after him, and it was only when the police were closing in that the young man decided to take his life. Okay, in the absence of police, what society would have to expect is that on a hot Wednesday night in downtown Minneapolis, a guy, I don't care what race, a guy is going to be allowed to wander around with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. And things were so twisted, the narrative got so turned around last night that Minneapolis Police Department had to do something which I think might be unprecedented. They released the security cam footage, and I mean every second of it, uh, the first 10 seconds leading up to him taking his life, and then uh, the few seconds after it was over, and he was laying there, and the police rushed up to uh, render aid. And I have never seen anything that graphic released that soon. And, of course, then they took heat for it. You know, no matter what the police do, 
they take heat for it. Here's the quote. Uh, quote, we can separate out the pain and the anguish and reforms that need to be done in policing and systemic racism. Governor, what the hell are you talking about? Well, what the governor seems to be acknowledging is he is already at a point in his life where he is willing to accept, uh, as an example of pain, the destruction of Target and uh, whatever else got hit. He's willing well, to accept that. Yeah. Uh, Barrio, Brits Pub, Caribou, Chipotle, CVS, I have the whole list here, Foot Locker, er- Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and on and on and on. And apparently what the governor is suggesting is, uh, as a society, we have to come to expect this. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Just, that, just that we won't last long. Yeah, we just give won't last long. Give up your cell phone, long. give up your wallet, give up your cash. Mm-hmm. Show them your ass, you know. There was a terrible story. I, uh, I told you that we had two assaults on Pinehurst Avenue in St. Paul a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Pinehurst is uh, uh, the block between Cleveland and Creton and the block immediately north of the, uh, of the Highland Village Commercial Center. Uh, uh, stereotypically, we thought to be what would be called a very great, nice neighborhood. And uh, one of the guys who was assaulted... We now know more about him. A 64-year-old guy who took a paper delivery job to help pay for his kid's tuition at Creton. And he woke up next to a dumpster, essentially unclear what happened to him, but his phone was gone, his wallet was gone, and his car was gone, and he, had, he suffered horrible Im- uh, injuries and needed facial reconstruction surgery in the hospital. God, it makes me so freaking mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, this... What bothers me is what people, you know, what you you cannot say. You have to follow the 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 line of what you're supposed to uh, be saying, and you you can't be critical. You can't be critical, or you are losing your job. You are uh, fired. You are you're protesting outside their house. And if, by the way, I don't know who assaulted him. It doesn't matter. I'm not even picturing somebody that somebody did, and whatever race it is, that doesn't matter. They thought they could be, because there's bad white people, there's bad Asians, there's bad black people, there's bad everybody. Okay, I'm going to play the advocate here uh, to you guys. What, What do you say to the people, and I know they're saying it right now, listening over in the north side, saying... This has been going on in our neighborhoods for years and years and years. And now you crackers are finally upset about it now that it's come to your neighborhood. Okay. That's what I'm hearing my buddies on the north side say, or Cedar Riverside, et cetera, those neighborhoods. Okay, then the first thing they need to do, and not this community where we're having a, a picnic in the park, they need to hardcore find out who the troublemakers are. The snitch factor has got to go oh, away. Oh, they know. They know. Okay, but you, you know, but but if something happens, someone will say, "Oh, I don't want to get involved. I can't say anything." Let's not lose sight of a let's not lose sight of a larger uh, paradigm at work here, and that is happening in real time, and happening quickly uh, in Portland, Seattle, uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis is back in play after yeah. last night, Chicago, New York. St. Louis, wherever. Atlanta. Happening, Atlanta, happening quickly and in real time is, is the attack on the very notion that authority should exist in a capitalist, privileged, oppressive country. 
That's what's under attack. Well, they're protesting right now outside of Jeff Bezos' uh, establishment. Have you seen that, Johnny? We've no. got the uh, we've got the protesters out there, and they uh, they produced a guillotine uh, right there in front of his house. Oh, uh, well, which for Bezos because yep. he makes too much money. Right, exactly. Right in front of his house. It's happening all I right want now. from all I want from Bezos is that he needs to pay the same proportionate share of taxes that I do. Yes, and, and we that would I be, do, and we would that be out of debt. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, none of us, and I'm I'm all for guy. If he's worth two hundred billion, great. But quit hiring forty eight hundred lawyers to make sure you don't pay any taxes. It's driving mm-hmm. me crazy. Maybe that's why they're protesting. Chris, uh, that was in June. Wait, what? <laughs> it was in June. Well, why? Why is with it, a guillotine? The in uh, Washington Examiner just retweeted it as if it's happening right now. Oh, uh, they're on I, delay. I don't know. Mm, maybe. <laughs> okay. Scientists well, that's interesting find in itself. Scientists find that citriodol, ingredient and insect repellent, can ki- kill COVID-19. This is from New York Post. And Jordy notes, I'm drinking a can of Deep Woods Off right now because I read a <laughs> Trump tweet that says we should or something like that. Mmm, delicious. Good luck, Jordy. <laughs> tri- can you can cut that with OJ? Deep or, Wood uh, Offs. Yeah. Uh, and recall we brought up the other day the security shutters and the desire of uh, shop owners yeah. to use security shutters in Minneapolis, and they were told, no, we don't think they look good. Uh, Steve Mulholland is in the belly of the beast in the Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis writes, do you think the clueless fools in the salon now might allow business owners to install external security shutters, or do yeah. they prefer the more authentic brand of visual blight that was freshly distributed across downtown last night? Here, here. Yeah. What a bunch yeah. of words you can't say, even on a podcast. <laughs> These clowns install the ridiculous bike pylons on street Streets all over town and talk about visual blight. You have brake glass smoke, Lucky. If I knew I was going to die tomorrow, I'd drive my vehicle all over town and mow down every one of those eyesores that ruined the roads of this once great and now sadly failing city. Stay healthy and push back, uh, Steve Mulholland. Yeah, how about after last night? Are you still going to tell me that uh, security shutters are a blight? Come on. Who's the owner of Brit's Pub? Coles had him on last night. Good guy. Uh, I can't remember his name, but Brit? yeah, those those shutters would have saved uh, Brit's Pub last night. But mm-hmm. couldn't they, if they broke the, and I thought about this, but if they broke the glass, they could still throw in the uh, Molotov cocktail that's setting everything on fire, though, can't they? The the glass is behind the shutters. Have you ever been to New York? Every business in oh, New York, right. especially, uh, they all roll them down at the end of the business day. Gotcha. Wow. Joe and staff, just listening to the podcast from Wednesday, and you guys were discussing what you would do if you were confronted at a restaurant. I might first tell them that I am annoyed by their rude behavior, but what comes to mind if they were to continue to harass me would be the classic scene in Animal House. Says Bluto, and I quote, See if you can guess where I am now. I'm a zit. Boom. Get it? That's perhaps how I would push back. (laughs) Keep up the good work, fellows. Mark Larson in La Crosse, Wisconsin. That was a great scene from Animal House. Joe, I've been listening to your show since I was a young kid in the tractor with my parents. I have noticed lately your dismay with the way young people view the world, and with good reason. I'm writing to let you know there are more millennials with work ethic and a down-to-earth view of things than you think. Personally, I have been helping on my parents' farm since I was 12. 
Uh, I only went to a two-year technical college because four-year colleges are BS for me. And now at the ripe age of 24, I farm 160 acres of my own, operate my own trucking company hauling grain from grain elevators to processing plants and help with my parents' cow and calf cattle operation. Most of my buddies work as hard or harder than I do as well. And we all agree if you don't have dirty clothes and a sweaty brow at the end of the day, <laughs> you didn't earn your money. <laughs> Far from the county's, uh, country's tallest buildings in Brewster, Minnesota, Brennan by the way, he's 23 years old. His cylinder index is 31. Nice. C- congratulations, young man. That's a nice. Uh, that's a nice Brewster. Deal. I gotta look where is, Brewster uh, is. It's north of uh, Worthington. I have people in Brewster that nice. actually know the Royce family. Hmm. Oh, speaking of that, you guys uh, saw the bad news. Huh. Patrick yeah, lost his did. brother today. No, oh my me, God. Yesterday, yeah, he actually wrote a really, really, really good piece. It's on the Star Tribune right now, and uh, actually, Pat and I talked about it. We taped the baseball podcast yesterday. He told me that he didn't think he was going to make it, and I'll post the article. It's really, really good for people that want to see it uh, on the what, GL Facebook what, page. What got him, Chris? Uh, lung cancer. Oh. Yep. So oh, I anyway, I just that. wanted to pass that along. Pat's brother's name is escaping me. I mean, Michael. 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 Yep. Michael. He was the bleepster of the two of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, I have another question. I, I should know the answer to this. Yep. Were all the Royces adopted or just Pat, I wonder? I don't know. We can ask him tomorrow. I thought yeah. they, I thought, I thought uh, Michael and Patrick were both adopted. Okay. Yeah, but he had a sister, too, who had MS, something fierce. Okay, yeah. that I don't know. Because Michael uh, just turned speak. 80 on Monday. He just turned oh. 80. Oh, so, boy. Godspeed. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. But not until I tell you about Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com. Yeah. Joe, I know you're a huge fan of the switch uh, to Chill Boys. Uh, yeah, we, I am. Are you going to tell the story? I think no, we they're should. Very com- no, they're very comfortable. They are very comfortable. They're the most comfortable underwear you will ever own. In fact, they're so comfortable. How comfortable are those Chill you Boys? You might get distracted by things you have to do, but check them out for yourself. <laughs> ChillBoys.com. Check out their entire Yeah, line. like get to the can in time. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Hits. Oh, sorry. Oh, that Geiger counter hits. The bamboo right. boxer briefs are my personal favorite. Rook, are you the performance boxer kind of guy? I, whatever the black ones are, yeah, I forget. That's the performance those are, line. Those are cool. And also, they have a really cool selection of t-shirts and sunglasses. They are a local Minnesota company. And get this, right. orders over $40 ship fast and free all across the United States of America. You can ship your underwear for free. Yes. Chillboys.com is the website, <laughs> at Chillboys Brand on Twitter. And please do us a favor. When you make your purchase, let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. I think I have shipped my underwear before. Oh, boy. <laughs> Camp. Come down off that cross. We could use the wood. <laughs> University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self Esteem, zip. Not a terrible nothing. thing. Here's Joe Suchere. Can I make I'll a be on my, uh, Joe? Uh, uh, it was uh, Jay Coles talked to the owner of uh, Haskell's. Teddy Farrell. And what's his? Teddy, Teddy Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, and Jack that, that's and who I was referring to. Teddy Farrell is a big fan of the Garage Logic podcast. Uh, glad I got that guy. correct before we ended. Okay, Joe, thank you. I was saying yes. that <laughs> I'll be out on my Yamaha scooter today oh. because I realized yesterday uh, I have essentially been scooter only for all my summer driving needs. And it's a Yamaha S-Max. You can get one at EcoFun Motorsports. 
in downtown Forest Lake. Also some smaller scooters that turn every errand into an adventure. Great for urban commuting, nimble, lightweight, easy to park, great gas mileage. The full ta- full line of Bintelli e-bikes. Uh, Kayla Bloom is an expert on the Bintelli e-bikes. So most importantly, make sure you leave there with the right e-bike. Uh, you can get fitted. You figure out if you want fat tires, you're skinny, what's your, what are your riding habits, five levels of electric assist. Uh, they're wonderful, wonderful products. Also a full line of youth recreational equipment, uh, helmets, apparel, a great service department. It's on Highway 61, of course, because GLers have really come to own Highway 61. And I know you'll enjoy your experience at EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, where, uh, where all of that equipment turns errands into an adventure. Uh, I have to uh, correct uh, or, or have emailers weigh in on the controversy of wearing hats indoors. Oh, what do we uh, got? Joe, I think you will find the concept of not wearing a hat indoors was delivered for military service. You will see this trend developed in the U.S. post-Civil War and grew as each generation met their military obligations. In the military, only personnel under arms, guard duty, patrol, in action, are required to be covered indoors. All personnel not under arms must remove their covers when indoors. Keep pushing back, Bob, in White Bear Lake. Uh, Paul writes, I have a more tolerant view of hat wearing indoors. I mostly let it slide for these younger, for those younger, muttering under my breath, those even my age in their 50s about wearing a hat in a restaurant. But in my role as a Boy Scout leader, I do not let the boys wear a hat inside the church where we meet, which is also a school. We meet on the school end of the building, but that doesn't matter, teaching whether they want to learn or not, Paul. And uh, this is Scott Matura, the chef out in Montana. Joe, I thought I needed to weigh in after your latest conversation regarding the wearing of a hat indoors. I was raised to follow all the then normal, now dying habits of decorum, manners, and civility. And as we got older into our high school years, Rook will attest, you were not permitted to, con- to conduct yourself any other way in our school. To this day, I follow all of those habits and try to raise my two stepchildren the same way, holding doors, uh, opening and closing doors, saying please, thank you, etc. Well, recently at the DMV, I looked around and was shocked to watch an old man struggle to merely enter the building and get up the few steps, and no one offered their seat. I did. Why? It was just natural to me. I always tell them, if you're good kids, that's a bonus. What I'm really trying to teach you is be a good adult because that lasts decades. However, I do not take my hat off indoors. Are there social occasions and patriotic moments when I do? You bet your gumption county ass I do, but not as a general inside rule. Additionally, this might be a good indicator of how others think. I can't think of many people more stoic, gentlemanly, and chock full of decorum than the American cattle rancher. Of all my acquaintances, friends, and business interactions who are ranchers, I can't recall any one of those men who have taken their cowboy hat off or removed cover, as they say, when they walked indoors. Pushing back with my hat on, Scott Matura, uh, executive chef out in Montana. (laughs) And now, only because they come to us, all the way. Where do they come from again? Mumbai, India. That's what it is. And our friend Tom Lyman. On this day, I remember this story something fierce. On this day in 1979, start thinking back, August 27th, 1979, a UFO sighting in Marshall County. In the early morning, Sheriff's Deputy Val Johnson is driving his car when he sees a bright light and then loses consciousness. 
An investigation by Sheriff Dennis Brecky finds the car's windshield inexplicably damaged. The Ford Motor Company determines that the windshield cracked due to a combination of high pressure inside the car and low pressure outside. Later, it is discovered that Johnson's wristwatch and the car's clock are both 14 minutes slow. No further explanations of the event have come to light. You guys remember that? That car's now in a museum somewhere up there. Mm, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. I, well, you were 10 years old. Yeah, ago. I probably wasn't paying attention. I remember a big Crown Vic, and uh, this guy was blinded by the light, and uh, his antenna was bent at a 90-degree an- angle, and the windshield was uh, corrupted. I think I that was, was a uh, fascinating thanks story. Thanks for that song in my head. Yeah. I was 14 I years old, so uh, for, at 14 I had other things on my <laughs> mind. <laughs> Well, uh, Reavers, you you completely fouled up the State Fair highlight, but you know what? Marjorie was today's State Fair highlight. And And Matt Otto. And we had Matt Otto. And Matt Otto. So tomorrow we'll have another State Fair highlight, as we will all throughout the days of the fair. We almost did almost somewhat of a live show that would have been the very first day of the Minnesota State Fair. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So we kept some traditions live. Boy, Marjorie was just as good as always. Wasn't oh, she? I love her. Uh, just love her. Yeah. God love her, and the world needs her. Say uh, good luck to us tonight in Minneapolis, huh? Yeah. Be safe. What are we Paul. expecting? Be safe, everybody. I'm expecting calm. I'm There's already I'm uh, naive. tons of pictures of National Guardsmen out on the streets, and in fact, people are taking selfies with them. So oh, for I, meant, like I meant for dinner. There. I think we're doing build your own pizza oh. tonight. Is what, <laughs> that's what I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. So we're not going build out your anywhere. Own pizza. Oh, it's fantastic! <laughs> the right amount of sausage. Sushi boy, you gonna build your own pizza? Nope. Okay. You want to come over for some sandwiches? No. <laughs> Go right some a column. Sandos. Mention me in your column, will you? It's been no. a while. No. Yeah, try to get me in too, which yeah. <laughs> Pod MN for all of your smartphone podcast Minnesota needs. Pod MN or on your computer, podmn.com. Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Center. Shout out to you for all of your um, garage mouse trapping. I am now garage mouse free as a result of my trip to nice. Ace Hardware. Nice. Catch you next time. Garage Logic Podcast State Fair Virtual Version. <laughs>